from Daytona Beach, Florida. This is the Daytona Motormouths Podcast. The Daytona 500 belongs to Franklin, Tennessee's Darrell Waltrip. With two of the preeminent motorsports writers in America. From the Daytona Beach News Journal, Godwin Kelly. Hey, get out of my way. And Ken Willis. Come on, Godwin. Rubbin's racing. This is the podcast for NASCAR fans. Now the checkered flag about to come out. From the home of NASCAR, Daytona Beach, Florida. Here he comes. He's going to the it. bottom. He's down low. The Daytona Motor Mouths on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona or visit online at DaytonaMotorMouths.com. And Kevin Harvick is the Daytona 500 winner. Now, here they are from the Daytona Beach News Journal, Godwin Kelly and Ken Willis. He's going to make it. Dale Jett's going to win the Daytona 500. Hello. Hello. Hey, that's Ken Willis. I'm Godwin Kelly, and this is the Daytona Motor Mouth. You're going to have to carry the load here because I am irritated. Irritated? Yes, I just came from the main floor here at the uh, 6th Street newspaper and been fighting modern technology for the last <laughs> hour and a half. Oh, oh, God. I just, oh. If the walls were a little softer, I think I would have put my head in the one. Yeah. Just just modern, just modern re- technology. You're in there me. just wrestling and grappling. And- oh, God. If I could find Bill Gates, I'd kick him. <laughs> Not in a good spot. My God, what this world's become. I was born 50 years too late, you know, or oh, too early. Yeah. Like, too late. Too late. No. <laughs> Should have been born a good 50 years earlier. Oh, I would I would love to go down to the Western Union and telegraph stuff to cross the the prairies to all the distant outposts. <laughs> oh, oh, God, it's a long story. But what where what do you got? You we're you're carrying the clip load, right? We got we got well, we people got, we, we got Danica we, talking. We got people we, talking we, about Danica, and we, we got, got Ricky Hendrick. We actually got a lot of stuff yes. to talk about because you know why. Because they're racing again. Finally. They're racing again. So yeah, we, we had got, our uh, Clash Bush shootout auto zone something or other. <laughs> <laughs> and pole qualifying in the ARCA, uh, you know, uh, whatever, airlift 200, sheet metal the, the 200. One, yeah. Final lap 200. My God. Yeah, that was just the final lap. We were there. That that made me happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I called it. plan Saturday night, and I had to wait an hour and a half to run one lap. I called it last lap Groundhog Day. Jeez. It just was not uh, go away. If this just, is the way it's going to be all year, I'm just, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'll tell you what I'm not going to do. I'm not going to go back to my laptop anytime soon. That's not good for you. No? Not good. But we got to take a, we got to go away for a brief moment, and then we'll come back and get started, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. I'm right. just going to run down the hall, grab some papers, and come right back. All right, we'll be right back. What do you know? Daytona Motor Mouse, Ken Wallace, Godwin Kelly. Uh, we had the, you want to talk about the clash a little bit first? Let's clash it up. Um, you know, a lot of people were disappointed because it was a lot of single file racing like the last 50 laps basically of 75 and if we backtrack a week or two you started preaching about the ride heights and how the cars have been lowered to the ground i warned everybody yeah and and a lot of the drivers say boy we love it because it makes the cars handle worse uh the the, a lot of the handling goes away they don't drive as easily as they do no they don't and and uh so a lot of the drivers will always say oh we love that because it puts the race back in our hands you know and it puts the driving skill back into it blah 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 of course nobody's going to say 
oh no i don't want that you know? <laughs> oh no make it easier make it easier nobody's gonna say that you know it's a bunch of crap i mean most you know give me an easy driving car but you know but anyway they want to be macho and say oh no make it bad for everybody because that that way i'll win but anyway as soon as that happens you know what's i went uh-oh because generally what happens is if the handling goes away Brad Keselowski hit the nail on the head after winning the clash, saying you would think there'd be more action, but there's not. Everybody, nobody can handle their car, so they just kind of behave. They tuck in line and just hang on, you know. And so that's what happened. And the twins on Thursday, they'll start feeling it out a little more and hopefully get the cars to the point where they can be a little more daring. And then by Sunday, you know, it, it all goes to hell because everybody wants to win the 500, and and it's going to be you know a little nutty as it always is. Am I correct, or what do you think? Oh, that's actually, I think you're spot on. But I usually, you know, one of the uh, qualifying races, mm-hmm. the 150-mile qualifying races, Yep. Um, there's usually a, they're evil, t- there's like a good one, and then there's the evil twin, yeah. and, it, and it varies. Yeah. Sometimes it's the first one, sometimes it's the second one. But it's never the third one. It's never the third one. Yeah. That You get that in, in a duel. Time. Oh, big-time auto race. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, it'll be interesting to, to watch because, you know, they're going to be tuning up on those cars. They're going back. Everybody's going back to the shop. Yeah. And they're going to run simulations. They're going to take the data that what they collected this this last weekend. And they're going to massage Hello. the cars. Hello. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna find. Dim the light. Did they dim the lights a little bit for? They, they dim the lights in the in the uh, shop, yeah. and then they start the massaging. Put on some uh, Barry White music. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying what works at my house, but I'm just. <laughs> but anywho, anyway, that's uh, that's the terminology they use. Yeah, we'll go back. We'll tweak it, massage it, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. So. Manny Petty. Yeah. So anyway, so, but you're but you're going. You're sitting here saying, uh, giving false hope. I believe you're giving well, false hope that the twins are going to be exciting. But when well, when nobody is racing to get into the Daytona 500, well, it's, you, it's you a also session. have to remember okay. that these cars they used in the Clash Sunday are not the cars they race Thursday and Sunday. Thursday this and coming Sunday. Up. Yeah. And so basically, these are. The third worst car they've made. Yeah. You can look at it like that. Third best car they made. Third best car they made. Because yep. you got your primary for the 500. Your you backup. Your backup. Yep. And then, then you got your backup they, to the backup. Then they there's no massaging on these Clash cars. They yep. just throw them together and get them out there. Yep. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. Gotcha. But. Um, you know what I didn't realize? And all the hoopla about this being the 60th Daytona 500 totally slipped my mind that this was the 40th clash. Yeah. 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 That was that's anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there. It was the 40th. Yeah, no no hoopla. No hoopla. The, the races had more names than no uh, hype. more names than something. Can't think of my analogy right now. <laughs> yeah, that was great. <laughs> more names than yeah. a Washington law firm. How's there that? you go. Thank you. You're welcome. Oof. I said, do we yeah, cheat them and how? <laughs> I remember that one. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, okay, so the clash told us very little. Um, the cars are a little bit more squirrely. You get out in front. You <laughs> <laughs> that hurt. God, that scared me. You get out in front, and uh, 
that's the advantage being yeah. out front. So uh, get there in that clean air. Yeah. So that's what all we know at this point. Now, the poll. All right. The poll was just single. They've gone back to the single car qualifying. Uh-huh. Uh, that group qualifying didn't work out too well at Daytona. Remember the first time they did that? Yeah. That was hilarious. Oh, that was great. Yeah. Yeah. So oh, unintended anyway, consequences. Anyway, that's gone back to being kind of. Uh, it's a little dull, uh, except we got a good winner. Got a good winner. Yeah. And it's weird because the stats for the Daytona 500 poll. Yes. So you had the the number 24 coming in with three straight poles. Yes. With two different drivers. I'm getting confused already. (laughs) From the same team. Yes. Uh, And so... So So the 24 could have had four straight poles with three different drivers. Right. But it didn't. Or Chase Elliott could have had his third pole, which would have tied a record. Instead... Instead, some kid named Alex what? Bowman the Showman, they say. Yep. yep. Alex Bowman the Showman, he comes <laughs> up, runs a, a mystery lap. Yeah. And uh, takes the pole. So. Well, there you go. And so he'll start up front, and Denny Hamlin will start next to him, but we don't necessarily expect a rookie. He's not a rookie. We keep on to say he's a rookie. He ran two back marker years back there for BK and Tommy Baldwin a few years back. Had, so he's not a he's not he a had, rookie, but he it's, had ten quality starts in eighty yes. eight, won a pole. Yeah, so he's far from a rookie. So he's I will not a, say rookie anymore. He's not a rookie, but he he's, no a, rookie. he's a he's a Daytona five hundred rookie with Hendrick. How about that? What I'm trying to say, I'm going a long way to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I like him. He's a breath of fresh air. He's got a good personality, right? And it would be great if he does well. But I don't necessarily expect him to uh, be able to, to deal with this right off the bat. But you never know. Some guys take to this like a duck to water. And uh, but the real Alex Bowman has to show up at Atlanta and Phoenix and Fontana and those places. Well, now this kind of leads us into our first clipping. Oh, thank God, somebody yeah. else can talk. So you had Rick Hendrick, who's now got. Three really young guys driving four of his car, you know, uh, three out of four of his cars have really young guys. Yeah. And uh, so he was talking about, you know, he's the Boy, guy. was he? He's the guy that started all this when he hired Jeff Gordon yeah. as a pup. So he makes reference to that in this uh, post-poll interview. Okay. And talks about his uh, young guns that he's got on the team now, along with the role Jimmy Johnson, a seven-time champion, plays. I remember him. Yeah. Yeah, plays with the team. So Sounds like a long clip. Can you load that? Can you synchronize All that right, tape let me get up? the tape. Yeah. I'll do this reel-to-reel. That's me right yeah. there after modern technology. <laughs> I'm going back to reel-to-reel. Hold on. I'll be right with you. Let's get it. All right. I think I got it. Ready? This has been so much fun for me. I mean, uh, these young guys, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of reliving Gordon when his little pencil mustache and, and you know, Jimmy. I mean, I, I told some, I told these guys, I said, you know, when I met Gordon, he had a briefcase with a stock car magazine and a Game Boy. That was it. And uh, But to see the excitement with the team, the way, way they're working together, uh, it's just a lot of fun. Jimmy taking the lead role and giving these guys, um, you know, this is what you need to expect out of the car. And uh, so, I mean, Alex and I have a lot of fun. Uh, we've got a grudge race, and the winner gets the title to the other one's Corvette. 
Uh, it's a drag strip, so I don't have much talent there. I just have to <laughs> hold it. But he's been – the crew chiefs and the drivers, this has been – I can't really explain it, but it's so much fun to see William – uh, talked to William before he we went to Test Vegas and, hey, don't go out and wreck the car. Just be careful. Get laps. That's all we need. At lunchtime, they called me and said, well, he's the fastest. And so they're quick learners. And I want to give Alex so much credit because he sat out a year when he had lots of opportunities. And he did that to wait for the opportunity with us. And uh, that speaks a lot for his desire. And he spent awesome amount of times in a simulator giving feedback. He'd run setups before the race for all the guys, after the race for all the guys. It was like a human computer for them. He paid his dues, and he deserves to be here. And I could not be happier with his work ethics. And, you know, he's just been, uh, I mean, for, for a guy that had a phone call, several calls, and could have driven something else to wait a year, not not a guarantee either. I mean, we we had to get sponsor lineups and all that thing. All those things worked out. So uh, I'm I'm just this is just for me. It's so much fun to see these guys have an opportunity and build a career. And um, it's it's uh, we got a lot of racing to do, and we're gonna make mistakes. And but to come down here, it's a statement by the whole organization to run four cars and get them that close. And uh, I've been in here a lot of times. We had one on the front, one first, one fortieth, one fifteenth, one eighteenth, and uh, real uh, disheartening. But to see them all run well, it's been a good start. Is he done yet? <laughs> Hendrick put on a uh, Jack Roush performance in the media center Sunday. You know, Roush will go on for a while, and Rick was uh, he was wound up. But it's different though. He's he's got that melodic dulcet tone that if he read you a bedtime story, I don't think he'd get to page two before you were out. I nodded off just then during that. But, yeah, he'll, he'll, he's got a soothing voice, and uh, and I could use that right now, so it made me feel better. It was either that or get a belly rub, so I think we had to settle for that. Okay. Uh, now what? What you got? Uh, now I think we need to uh, exit this segment. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. go through the little All door. Right. All right, here we go. We'll be right back. With uh, segment two, you'll get that in big time auto racing. You will get that in big time auto racing. What do you want to talk about? The car count, or do you have something else on your plate there? Well, people are making a big deal out of the car count. Yep. uh, Because there's a 40 car field. Mm -hmm. And for the first time since 68 or 70. 68 or 70 ish. uh, this is the first time we're not sending anybody home. Everybody yeah. stays. Everybody, yeah. Forty car field. Back there, it was like fifth. Back then, it was fifty. Yeah. And uh, and you know, the last few years they've had between like 40, 42 or three, and then up towards forty six, seven, eight cars here. So you've had anywhere from two to seven or eight guys going home after Thursday after the Twins. But right now, a forty car field for the five hundred. Forty cars are in town. Let's see, forty. Uh, minus forty is what zero. Yeah, yep. That's how many people are going home. So yeah, yeah. So anyway, that's uh, that's good. No, that's bad. Because <laughs> that's you know you want to have uh, you want to have more people wanting to get into the sport and uh, building cars coming down here trying to get into the great American race. 
And uh, so, you know, that's bad. No, that's good because you want <laughs> – because uh, – you you don't want somebody to spend a whole lot of money or somebody to go attract a sponsor who's going to dump a whole lot of money on your team that doesn't have one of the guarantee, 36 guaranteed spots for the 500, and they come down here and uh, waste their time. You know, end up having to go home on Thursday nights because their car doesn't make the field. And uh, now you don't have to you don't have to run that risk. That's good. No, that's bad. <laughs> so anyway, what's your take on all this? I mean, it's a it's a byproduct primarily of the charter system. Absolutely, yeah. it's a byproduct of the charter system because there's 36 cars locked in. 36 cars were locked into the Daytona 500. Yeah. You know, after right. You know, January first. I mean, back in the old older and not that old of a days. You know, you had the you had the before three, the charter four, five system. provisional starting spots they would give to to. Uh, Cars, uh, established teams and established cars right, that, that did not make the 500 man. on on speed through qualifying, or in the twins. Right. So they had. So you would have 30, uh, 30, 15, 30, 32 spots, thirty thirty spots locked up basically after Thursday, and then I think it would be like the top six fastest cars from pole day right that did not get in through the twins yep you know you had the top 15 from each twin getting in so anyway and then it would come down to you know used to be two or three provisionals and they ended up up in that six or seven before they got rid of them but all that has uh, gone out the window over the years slowly but surely to we they changed the rules here and there until we got to where we are now 36 franchises are guaranteed to race every week and then you got four spots held open for you know for somebody who who wants to put a car together and try to get into not just the 500 but any other automobile race through the schedule yeah it makes you wonder you know they don't publish the winnings anymore yeah uh used to be that if you finished last in the daytona 500 you'd make 250 grand yeah now if you're not don't have that charter and whatnot i don't know what the payoff is i mean we'll never know it's gone Yeah. yeah So, uh, but you have to figure they're making some money, um, or at least paying the bills with whatever they get uh, out of the pot. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, the chart. But the charter system need to be there. I mean, how many teams have we seen that the guys put millions and millions and millions of dollars into it, and then it all goes that guy that you saw at the auction. Yeah. Remember him? Yeah. Yeah, so that, he, his career was a, he was an auctioneer for race teams selling off all of their equipment. Right, and it was not necessarily just a side gig. I mean, they did other types of auctions, right? You know, hog, hog calling and all that, but right. But uh, but yeah, that was a big part of their business. That's how many teams used to start up and go go out of business. So the so the charter system yes. has put a a value on having a charter. So now that you own or control a charter, I guess it's more control than own. Yeah. When you control a charter, it's worth money. That little piece of paper is now worth money. So that's the value. What it hasn't done, which is disappointing so far, is it has not brought those back marker teams forward, even the mid-pack, much less front-pack. What it has not done is improved those teams' performance like you were hoping if it would – Sort of bring a little more balance to the economy of race, of the race team roster. It has not done that apparently, or if it has, it hadn't shown up on the racetrack. So, well, maybe that day will come too. Who knows? Uh, Paul Wolf, who was uh, Keselowski's crew chief, mm-hmm. 
they were talking about having buying the same electronic laser equipment that right. NASCAR uses so they can have it in their shop. I mean, yeah. now, Premium Motorsports, you know, the number sure. seven car, yeah. they don't have money for that. Right. So there's always going to be that discrepancy between uh-huh. the guys that have money and the guys that don't have a lot of extra cash hanging around. You'll get that big time. All that <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's called horsepower dollars. Yeah, cubic dollars. Cubic dollars. Yeah, but now. Now. But wait a minute. Wait I'm a minute. I got one. All right, I calm got... down. Everybody calm down. <laughs> all right. I, there are exceptions to the rule. Yes. And I look at the 78 car. Yep. Okay. Independent car, mm-hmm. per se. They have an alliance with Joe Gibbs Racing. And all of a sudden, you know, Martin Truex Jr., who had trouble winning any kind of race, yep. won eight races in the championship last year. So well, it can happen. It can you happen. just got to have the you have to have the right friends in the right places. But they also have the advantage of an owner, Barney Visser, who whatever Joe Garoni would go and tell him wow. we need, <laughs> Barney would get it. Yeah. Yeah, he told me because that he knew when they bought, I think it might have been their seven post shaker or maybe it was before that when they bought whatever it was they needed. He said, "Here's what all the big teams are buying now, and uh, we need to go take a look at one and see what you know." It's like a million dollar piece of equipment, so they fly wherever and they look at it and they check it out, and they come go back to Denver and uh, about a month or so later, uh, Barney and Joe were talking, and Joe said that Barney asked them what's the status on our shaker or whatever the i think it was a shaker and he said well we went you know after we got back from looking at it i had never heard back from you and i just assumed you know i hadn't heard anything so i haven't ordered it and he said well why haven't you ordered it go ahead and order it we you said we need it so there you go so there's a guy the advantage they have over these other teams is they have an owner who has made done well in his other business to the point that he can finance his team to the point that it needs financing. So that's, you got, again, it comes, guess what? It comes back to money. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the yeah. money. All right, are we getting out of this and coming back to Danica? And we're going to have oh, uh, Kozlowski and Danica talking Danica, a bit. you know, uh, I don't think this will be the last time we talk about Danica. Of course not. But uh, this will be the last time that we hear this much talk about Danica from Danica and another driver. Okay, so that's, we'll, we'll, that's do, my we'll, do that. we'll do that when we come back, right? Yeah. All right, we'll be right back. Hey, we're right back. Green, white, checkers, Daytona Motor Mouse. I'm Ken Willis. That's Goblin Kelly. Set us up with these uh, clips from and about Danica. Patrick. <laughs> well, they, the brand. They brought Danica in Saturday morning, yeah. right? Yes. And for no particular reason other than this is her last Daytona 500, her last race in NASCAR. The brand is on site. You bring the brand in. Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't know how you felt, but I felt like... Um, she wasn't jovial. You no, know? she She's wasn't. A, and she rarely is, I mean, in those settings. She's right. all business, and that's fine. A lot of drivers are like that. But, but for somebody who's wanting to go into the... Uh, to, to go highly public with her business and sell clothes and, and cookbooks and be America's fitness darling, uh, for lack of a better term, 
you uh, generally uh, she was no Richard Simmons. Let's put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> she was no Richard Simmons. Ooh. So anyway, you set up. Uh, we're going to hear from her first, and then okay. Then. So what happened was the media was asking her questions, and there was a question about um, her interview with something called the Players Tribune. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. It's an online. Uh, it's an online sports page in which. Uh, uh, athletes and auto racers, I guess, in this instance, uh, contribute. Uh, they they either write or ghost write stories for this thing. But anyway, so anyway, um, somebody had asked her about that, and uh, so she started talking about you know how it came to be and some of the things she said that I guess were a little controversial here and there and that kind of stuff. And then, just out of the blue, now nobody asked her this. Nobody actually asked her about, hey, this question that she's responding to. Nobody asked this. Okay. But she went off, you know, the rail on this one question that nobody cool. asked. Cool. Yeah. So, anyway, this is Danica going off the rails. Oh, great. You know, Gave some perspective to to the good that I will miss as well as the things I won't miss. <laughs> like, are you excited to be back at Daytona? Um, don't ask that question. If I can give any recommendation of all the questions that you guys ask this next 10 days, don't ask that one. Because <laughs> there's no real good answer. Yes and no, maybe, we'll see. It's just a really, it's, a, it's too simple of a question and not deep enough. So that would be my only recommendation um, based on the Players' Tribune piece. Now, keep in mind, uh, you know, she's tossed a softball about coming to Daytona Beach. The funny part is that I was reminded of is uh, a year or two ago, the local convention and tourism bureau hired her to do some spots <laughs> promoting Daytona Beach. But that was like I said, that was a year or two ago. The check is already cleared, I assume, and been deposited. But yeah, she's she's a little intense at times. But you know, so is Tony Stewart. So is Kevin Harvick. A lot of them are. But I'll say it again. You know, but she's not. They're not uh, wanting to go into entrepreneurship that will involve being public, and uh, she's she's going to have to, uh, and I'm sure she'll figure this out. She will f- have to find a way to to you know put on a cheery face a little more often. But maybe she doesn't want to. That's all part of the brand. You maybe know? the brand is like a boot camp. Yeah, okay, that's it. Well, it's called Warrior, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. So. 50 squats yeah, right now. Yeah. Willis, now. Yeah, get well, down. Yeah. Get, getting down ain't hard. It's getting back up. <laughs> so, anyway, uh, now what's next? Brad Keselowski well, was asked about Okay. It. So, you know, Danica's reign has come to an end in NASCAR <laughs> racing. Yeah. And so Wait, she, it's, it's her. It's her. Uh, I don't think a reign is the. Uh, reign is not the uh, word to use there, but I, I get your point. The na- the, her tenure. The Danica era is over. Nah, that's even a little too Dang. long. Tenure. Go okay. Tenure. Okay. So whatever you want to say. Uh, so basically, she had five years in Cup, never got a top five finish. Yeah. She did sit on the pole in Daytona, right. which was a big splashy moment, mm-hmm. and everybody was all excited and everything. And she had, the, and she had what it, she has what it takes to 
run well at Daytona. She's not right. afraid to get up and mix it, at, no, mix it up. No, she's not. She finished eighth in a 500. No. I think she was like fourth going into the last lap, something like that. She lost a few spots at the right. end, but that's no crime. And she, I mean, she's she always showed me something here because she had a willingness to get in it, you know, and uh, and not back out of it she would you know if she ran 220 230 miles an hour in a, one of them little bitty indie cars around that flat track up in indianapolis i mean that tells me you don't have to prove anything to me after that so, right so i'd never questioned that part of her her career and right. personality but it was Anywho. it was pretty obvious that she uh left indycar because she thought you know, she can make a, a bigger paycheck in NASCAR. Yeah, a lot time. of them have done tried that or yeah. wanted that anyway. Yeah, yeah. so um, much more visibility. Yeah, more visibility. But uh, so anyway, the, her performance numbers never really right. shook out. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she was driving with a team that had won a Cup Series championship. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, one at Daytona 500. I mean, you know, yeah. blah, blah, blah. So there wasn't the equipment, you know, yeah. it sure wasn't her, uh, the people working with her. She didn't adjust to big stock cars. She just never made that turn. Yeah. Almondinger couldn't do it. Juan Pablo really couldn't do it. No. Uh, yeah. Sam Hornish really couldn't, never did it. Yeah. Uh, to a certain degree, yeah, but not to the point. They never made that big adjustment. It, it's it's so scary. Yeah. That uh, Fernando Alonso said he probably won't do it because yeah. it just takes too much time to relearn how to race. Yes, yeah, two different. It's almost like two different endeavors. Okay, so Maybe. now yep. w- with that in mind, Brad Keselowski, uh, 2012 champion of the Cup Series, 2016 Coke Zero 400, absolutely from very very memorable I've race. Been told. Yeah. Holy cow, was that some kind of big night Ooh. there? Such <laughs> uh, a Inside jokes are the best jokes. But anyway. So anyway, uh, he was asked about Danica. You know, toward the end of, end of his interview on Sunday after yeah. winning the Clash, he was asked about Danica. His first Speed Weeks win. Right. Yeah. And so I, you know, I know this is a, it's a long clip, but I think he, oh, I think It's not he, as long as Hendrick, is it? Pretty much, oh, but, but he but he nails it. Okay, he nails it. All right, and uh, so I don't want to give it away. It. All right, so let's go talk. Go get the reel to reel. Go. I'm ready. Click. Tell it. me when to hit. Okay, ready. Go. Go. Um, I, I think that uh, in some ways she, her her legacy is probably a little overstated. In some ways, it's probably understated. Um, you know, there's there's no doubt that she brought more eyes on on NASCAR and continues to bring more eyes on NASCAR from you know maybe the typical stereotype uh, which is good you know i think we need some some diversity in in the fan base but not at the expense of the of the core um and i think she had that ability i think she had the ability to bring in um you know more fans without necessarily alienating any old ones which i think is is great um so I, i think that's really good um and i hope that uh you know, we'll see her continue to be successful. I know she had a lot of obstacles uh, to fight through. You know, I'll never forget when I was a kid racing quarter midgets. Um, there was this girl that was way better than anyone else, and um, you know, she got to fourteen, fifteen, whatever it age it is. You, you can't run quarter midgets anymore, and, and she she quit running. Like, what? That's the person who should have kept going through the local levels. And um, I remember running to her dad one day, and was like, yeah, you know, just. 
it's harder for, you know, a girl to make it through this than it is a guy. And, you know, there's a lot more peer pressure and, and all those other things that um, kind of get inflicted on, on those uh, in those scenarios. Um, and, and so it's just harder. Right. Um, there's no doubt about that. Uh, so I give her a lot of credit for kind of clawing her way through all that. She probably works harder than, you know, 90 percent of the other race car drivers out there, um, which she deserves a lot of credit for. Um, but then on the flip side, you know, when you look at it from, you know, just a pure who's the best racer in the world that doesn't have a cup ride that wants to have a cup ride, those are the people that you hope kind of get the empty seats. Um, and, and I think there's an argument to be made that they're not getting those seats at the expense of people like Danica getting those seats. And, and that's not necessarily healthy. Um, so I, I think that you can really look at it, you know, one of two ways. Uh, it seems like there's not a lot of people that can see both sides. Uh, I know that. But I think it's important to see both sides. I find it saves time if you only look at one side of the issue. <laughs> Myself. I don't know about everybody else. But I don't, you know, I, I basically cut the time in half if I just look at one side of the issue. But anyway, Brad has a lot. Brad. Brad. Brad K. <laughs> he uh, very deep thinking and well thought out as usual. So thank you for that, Brad. Yeah. Somebody around here has to be well thought out. See, now we had to play that whole clip because if you take one part out of it, yeah. then you take it out of context. So I'm sorry. Well, you just ruined uh, half the fun of being in this business. I know. I know. I'm All right. Well, here, let me tell you something. We, we've we've uh, already gone over. No. So, but uh, normally I would squeeze in the birthday game. Right. The popular birthday game. Um, but in my fit of rage earlier when I was out there at my computer, I wrote down the birthdays. Right. I just didn't look up how old these guys are. <laughs> so let's play it. You and me both play it. And uh, we'll we'll go back. I will go back and look and see how well we did. Wednesday, Sam Ard. I'm going to write my number down and then um, and without telling you so we, you won't play off of mine. All I right. just wrote down what I think he's going to be. All right. I'll close Wednesday. my eyes and I'll say 75. Okay. I said 82. Thursday, let me write this down first. Thursday, I wrote down the age for Jimmy Spencer. Going to be something on Thursday. He's going to be 58. That's exactly what I wrote down, 58. We'll see. Uh, Sunday, one of your favorite drivers of all time, uh, ARCA ace Leilani Munter. Leilani? Yep. Gosh. Now she's a vegan. Now you got to do this in vegan years. Remember, in vegan years. She's forty. Okay, I said thirty-five. Uh, next Monday, <laughs> never nervous, Jeff Purvis. I am going. Okay, I wrote mine down. Uh, I think he's. He would have been fifty. Oh, is he not with us? <laughs> he is. No. I don't know. I I don't. I oh man, I'm gonna feel up. bad. All right, you're gonna go fifty. I said fifty-seven. Also next Monday. Um, hmm, I think I can do this. Eleven, seven. He's figuring. All right, you're gonna be able Cypherin. to do this too. Mon- Trevor Bain. Trevor Bain. Yeah. Is. Uh, oh wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What's the date? Uh, what do you mean? What what's next what, Monday? What's the date though? It's the nineteenth. The nineteenth. Yeah, uh, he's gonna. That's be, not the important part of figuring this out. No, he's gonna be twenty-seven. 
Okay, I think it's 28. Because I think when he won the 500, he had just turned 21, right? Or had he just turned 20? He hadn't turned yet. Yeah, but he was about to. He's yeah. fixing to. <laughs> he was fixing to. He's. I think he's turned 20. Uh, in that case, you'll be right. Anyway, we'll go look these up and we'll talk about it later. <laughs> Ah, see, fit of rage. Hashtag fit of rage. <laughs> Didn't even get around to looking these All things All right, up. so anyway, tell your friends about uh, how uh, wonderful the Daytona Motor Miles are. You can find Ken Wells at Hey Willie and Jay. You can find me at Godwin Kelly. And you know what? What? Godwin is Goodwin, only with one O, as I tell everybody that writes my name down. Wow. Yeah. That's the type of insight you'd normally get from brad keselowski yeah so it's godwin kelly one oh yes all right look me up look me up look hey willie nj we'll talk to you well we we will respond this is godwin kelly for ken willis who's leaving in anger (laughs) we'll see you next week Thank you for listening to this episode of Daytona Motor Mouths. To reach the program, please visit DaytonaMotorMouths.com or follow on Twitter at NASCAR Daytona or Facebook at NASCAR Daytona. And thanks for joining us. Daytona Motor Mouths is a production of the Daytona Beach News Journal.